Welcome to the sixth episode of All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles, and with me is... Your old friend, Nick Gunning. Yeah, actually, Nick, I felt bad last time. Oh my gosh. About the Cokes, so this I got coke, different Cokes. This Coke bit is so tired. <laughs> okay, so I got myself a teammate. Your teammate. I'm a teammate okay. this week. Okay, all right. And I figured my teammate needs you, and you're my... Number one fan. You're my number one fan. Wow. Wow. Coca-Cola. This is very reminiscent of the last time we did this bit. It's different, though. Nah, not really. <laughs> Yo, because... Not really. I was coached last no, time. No, the words are different, but the spirit of the joke is still... I don't see how. Mediocre. <laughs> All right. Our Coke budget is through the roof. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, well... Go, again, this is all... This is a retread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is... I'm all off my game because we're recording on a Tuesday. You're not supposed to tell them that. Oh, well then, we're, we're doing fine. Yeah. I'm on my game. You are. We're recording on our regularly scheduled totally day yeah, in front of fine. a live studio audience. Yep. Let folks, let them hear you. Ah! Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're really excited Mark today. Summers is on his way he to is. moderate yep. the rest yep. of it. We're going to travel through some slime and yep. tunnels. That, no, you're thinking of Double Dare. What did Mark Summers do? That's, no, that's a Nickelodeon kids show, Double Dare. We're just gonna we're doing our podcast today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. different. It's so different. we're not doing Double Dare. Okay. No, but could we play Hidden Temple? Do you remember that one? Yeah. A Nickelodeon game show where they had to like <laughs> Whoa, find Mark. things. Whoa, Mark. Yeah. Nickelodeon's bringing back a lot of that 90s stuff. I don't they're know why they back, haven't like, brought back and stuff. the Hidden Temple. I know. It's so good. It's do they have up. any game shows? I don't know. Right now? I don't, I don't know. They do. I, I love The those. game show is trying to figure out their scheduling. So, where's our bookmarks? Well... Uh, last week, I was reading Santa Fe Edge, yeah. Stuart Woods. Sure. Uh, no, Santa Fe Rules. Sorry. They're all like Santa Fe Santa something. Fe Rules! Yeah. <laughs> this was Santa Fe Rules, the first Ed Eagle book. Right. And I finished it over the weekend, and uh-huh. I, it was good. I liked it. Ooh. It's uh, Yeah, don't hit that. Yeah, sorry about that. I hit my microphone, everybody. Well, it was your, your boom guard. Yeah, my, my boom guard. <laughs> that's all, that's course, a position yeah, in football, my, too. Yeah, the boom guard. All the players yeah. bringing the boom. Check your boom guard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's Kevin James, right? He's <laughs> wow. Oh man, Why did I get that. <laughs> We're gonna rabbit trail. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's talk about the career of Kevin James. Not mm. really. I'm not. No, that's gonna to be to. a long podcast series. <laughs> a long, uninteresting one note podcast. Yeah, heavily. Uh, sorry, Kevin James. Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Santa Fe rules. So I finished Santa Fe rules. No. Oh no. It, the rules of Santa Fe. Sure. It's, yeah. So it was good. No one talks about a, Santa Fe. No, it was... You do uh, not talk about Santa Fe. Oh, boy. Is, if it's, go back to drinking your Coke again so I can <laughs> explain to these people what I finished reading. But you're just telling... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, it was good. It had some good twist to it. It mm-hmm. kept me guessing, and, and it, was, it was a fun read. I don't like it as much as I like the Stone Barrington right. books of Stuart Woods. This is kind of odd, because Ed Eagle is kind of a secondary character in all these books, mm-hmm. but he's the recurring character in this in the Ed Eagle series, obviously, so kind of odd. Um, I also... So wait, did he show up in a different series? No, the first, the first Ed Eagle book, Short Straw... Um, no, sorry, that's the first one I read. But um, the first Ed Eagle book is this Santa Fe Rules, and he's just a supporting character. And mm-hmm. then, like, I think Short Straw, book two, come out, like, ten years later... Then he's still just a supporting character, so it's it's an odd, it's an odd series. With Stone Barrington, he's always like the front and center. But. So I finished that. Uh, I also powered through um, the Barons yeah. by uh, Joyce Carol Oates, writing as Rosamund Smith. So when she uses that Rosamund Smith pseudonym, it's a it's a mystery thriller genre. Oh. There's five or six of them. Okay. Um, so I read that in preparation for our book club. Yeah, you had to finish that October fifth. Yeah, it was pretty solid. It was. 
It was another one where the you don't you can't really trust the narrator, so you're never quite sure what's true and what's not. Right. So it was very twisty. Uh, the ending, I got to the end and was kind of like a little bit confused about what actually happened. Really? So I'm, I'm interested to see what the book club gang thinks about yeah. it because uh, I talked to a few of them and they like it. So I just, you know, I liked it too. Yeah. I just, I want to know what people think of it. When she visits, are you going to ask her? About the barons specifically? Yeah. No, probably not. Okay. Eh, maybe I will. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if things get awkward and I need something to say, I'll be like, so what happened to the barons? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so I did those two. Uh, I'm about 50 pages into a book you might have heard mm-hmm. uh, called Nixon Carver. <laughs> it's bad, I'm so, Eric. I'm, I'm not, so glad you're reading I'm it. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, uh, I thought it would be like fun, but it is bizarre. Yeah. It's really weird. I mean, you showed me the first paragraph. Yeah, the thing about and it the was, dreams. And with yeah. Nixon's, I don't think we can say it and keep the clean I know, rating. I know. That's the thing. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough. weird book. I don't yeah. get it at all. But Bonkers. I looked it up on Goodreads, though. Yeah. And people had some nice things to say about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you're like a Nixon scholar and are really into Raymond Carver, you could see because, I, but man, I don't know. I don't know either. It was really strange. Uh, what, what I'm really like reading is I just started, you inspired me with your Monster Hunt book to start my Halloween reading early. Yeah. So I picked up uh, Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Yeah, okay. Well, that's also a book club book. Yeah, we are doing it for a book club. Yeah, but not for, I mean, that, that you're meeting like, like Halloween. F- yeah, you're meeting like November 2nd that's or something. November 1, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'm getting a jump start on that. But I wanted to read it for a long time. I haven't read a lot nice. of like really classic Stephen King. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not I, too deep into it right now. But I, I didn't mean so to far. start my Halloween reading. It was just, yeah, it just happened. Yeah, well. Plus, now working at a library, it's kind of like, if I want to get any Halloween-like themed books yeah. read... By the end of October, I need to start now. Yeah, you got to work it in because I got to. You got to work it in the in. book clubs. So I have a few graphic novels that I'm waiting to read. I got an Invincible Iron Man, and I got a kind of a retro Green Lantern. You got Hawkeye Volume Two. Yeah, we did get Hawkeye Volume Two. My wife's reading it right now. She okay. loves them. Yeah. I'm gonna read it when she's done. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I'm glad you're digging it. I know because it was my recommendation. Yeah, that's I true. can't wait till you ask me for another recommendation. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go well, off completely to left field. I may, maybe we peaked. Because that recommendation was so spot on. I'm afraid to ask again because you're going to panic. And be yeah. Like, Here, read Super Dinosaur. That's you. It's telling me. That's right. That's what happened. I read I that. Forgot. Yeah, I read that too. It's a graphic novel by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. It's aimed, it's a younger audience. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a, a YA, <laughs> probably even more like a, a yeah. juvenile. Just as wordy. But yeah. <laughs> Super Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, so that's it for me, buddy. How about you? What cool. do you got? I think I'm reading exactly what I was reading last week. Ooh. Well, because I had just started it all that week. That was me opening my Coke, in case you're wondering. Yeah. It's a satisfying sound. Mm. Yeah. Man, we got to find out how to get some Coca-Cola money. I know. Or at least just start redeeming the codes off They've these got bottles. Yeah, put the codes in. We'll, we'll, uh, at the end of the year, we'll take all of our podcast Cokes down to uh, the tops and yeah. we'll get our, our deposit. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. I know. Buy ourselves some new podcast like equipment. Three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Probably enough to buy two Cokes. <laughs> so. Um, I'm reading so Monster Hunter. I'm reading Monster Hunter International. Oh, the International. First one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the first one. The series is that. Okay. The first one is called Mon- Monster Hunter International. Okay. I think the second one's called Monster Hunter Alpha. Um, oh, that seems backward. Yeah. The Alpha. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's cool. They're, uh... What? What did you say? It's cool. It was, uh, no, it was cool you were like, good. it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. I don't know. They're fighting vampires on a freighter. Oh, okay. So that's fun. Yeah. And intense. Lots of gun action. Mm-hmm. Lots of vampire action. I okay. always forget that I like vampires when they're done right. Yeah, you're a big Twilight fan, if I remember right. I, yeah, all right. I, <laughs> I was going to argue. Yeah. 
Wait, uh, people are going to think that's real. I'm not really a Twilight okay, fan. Okay, yeah, you no. want to get that out there. Though the riff tracks of the movies are among yeah, the now, greatest. Yeah, now that They're I've listened hilarious. to uh, now that I've listened to the riff tracks of Twilight, every time yeah. I see the first two Twilight DVDs, yeah. I always get like excited. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be a fun <laughs> so time. Funny. Yeah. Then without They're, the riff tracks, it's just it's just a Twilight it's a movie. Long. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of angst. Yeah. So I'm reading Monster Hunter International by. How could she not have picked Jacob? They just were so happy together. Yeah, but. She could. She wasn't as like miserable and right. That's with thing. Edward. She's like, no, I got to go to this unhealthy yeah. relationship that makes me feel bad. Yeah, that's <sighs> what she needs. She needs yeah. the relationship that will cause her to scream yeah. in her sleep <laughs> right. if it's being denied in any yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So, in conclusion, folks, all the books is Team Jacob. <laughs> that's true. We are. We're Team Jacob. Quick. All right. Just pause everything. Yeah. We're Team Jacob. Yeah. What are we officially for Hunger Games? Team Get... Peta. I, oh. I was gonna say Peta. I'm sorry. All right, it looks like all the books can't give an official. We can't. No, it's, it's, <laughs> at this time it's too close to call. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Monster so Mon- Hunter. Monster Hunters International. International. Monster Hunters International by- House of Pancakes. That would be a great theme restaurant <laughs> by Larry you Korea. Know? Yeah. Oh, I bet they serve booberry, don't you think? Booberry is like the the peppermint ice cream of cereal. You know, yeah. it pops up every once in a while, and when you see it, you got to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brought to you by Booberry. No, not really. <laughs> Can we get Booberry as a guest? He's he's got it. He's got it yeah. free. The old voice actor yeah. for Booberry. This would be the time. We're coming up to October. Get this Booberry. Is, this is his business. Count Chocula. No, no. If you want those guys, you got to get them in like January or something. Because really? by that point, they'll take anything. Yeah. You know? All right. I guess it's too late to get Booberry. I think a little bit. Man. Yeah. My YA book I'm reading, it's for the YA book club, is Asylum. Oh, yes. By Madeline Rowe. We've been to, hey, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Uh, check this out. Looks pretty scary, oh right? Oh, gosh. Look at the look at the back cover. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I like to say that wow. it's not as scary once you open it, but there's just a lot of uh, photographs. Oh come on! Uh, of an old asylum. So what happens in this book is hold on. Let me find you the picture that. I mean, really... I think when you said old asylum, we all pretty much understand. Yeah, what but about. it's it's what they're doing with the asylum. Yeah. There, there's a little girl who's been lobotomized. Gah. Hold on. There's there's one picture. This is the picture that starts off. The there it is. Wow. <laughs> Man. Just a guy and his eyes have been scribbled out with pencil. Yeah. Doesn't sound scary. No. Pretty Cer- scary. Certainly is. <laughs> certainly is scary. So what happens is the asylum was shut down. Okay. And then years, years, years later, it's been reopened as a summer school <laughs> for college prep kids. Of course, yeah. And so, and I'm already like, I'm five chapters in, already stuff is going you wrong. you got to level those places. You can't <laughs> leave those around. Yeah. There's one um, nearby, right? I think so, yeah. yeah I mean, asylum we, that does, like, tours? We have to ask our friend Sally. She yeah. can, uh, I want to go. She's an expert. But so far, it's already like the kids just should have showed up, and he's like, oh, I'm ready to learn math. Mm. Why do I feel like I've always lived here? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like one of those. <laughs> Cut little... to a picture of Jack Nicholson yeah. sitting among them from 1920. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he meets this girl and this other guy, and uh, they, are, they just go into this office that's been shut down, and it's locked, but they go in. I have a feeling, too. I don't know, but he has a roommate. I have a feeling no one else will ever talk to this roommate, and we'll find out the roommate was a ghost. Oh. So, but they just find a bunch of old photographs, and like uh, the girl sees no. a picture of that girl who's been lobotomized, no, and she's like, that girl doesn't belong here. She needs to be free. And they're like, it's just a picture. Yeah. It's going to be creepy. It sounds creepy. So, And this is just the YA book. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and yeah. it's a series, right? Yeah, this is the first. We just got... I bought the whole series because I found yeah, out we didn't have it. A lot of stuff's going to go wrong, I bet. The first one's in the asylum. The okay. second one's is called uh, Sanctum. It takes place in a carnival, I think. The third one is called Catacombs. 
Does it take place in categories? Yeah, I would think so. That's a good title, then. Yeah. Uh, But I just typed in, like, creepy YA books, and this was the one that came up number one. one. rose to the top. Yeah. So, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll read it. Really? Yeah. Nice. You can tell me. <laughs> okay. Are you still? Are we still going to read Pet Cemetery? I know you've been wanting to read Pet Cemetery. I can't decide if I'm going to read Pet Cemetery this year, but you you said you're not doing it at all next year. Well, I start, I'm starting Salem's Lot right now, so maybe we can, I'm not going to do it for a book club, but yeah, I, guess I would read what, Pet Cemetery. All right, we'll see. I don't like to read too much Stephen King in one year. Yeah, I know because it takes that yeah. long to read oh, one Stephen gosh. King. No, this year I we could talk about it later. <laughs> okay. No, right. the we'll, Halloween we'll, stuff. We'll I've got I've got problems. some I've got my Halloween. Picks, I think. Oh, my wife got me the coolest spooky book that I've been waiting to read. I can't remember the title of it. So when we talk about Halloween picks, yeah. I'll mention it. That'd be great. Yeah. Are you sure it's not Goosebumps? It's not Goosebumps. Goosebumps number no. one. Yeah. The haunted house one. Yeah, it's the can't one remember. with the marionette on the front. Oh, what's his name? Slappy. I have no idea. Slappy the dummy. I don't know. That was the extent of my Goosebumps knowledge. <laughs> All right, so you're reading Monsters, Hunters. I'm reading Monster Hunter International, International and Asylum. Mystery and Asylum. No graphic novel still. Man, you're on a drop, brother. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Well, maybe this next you order get I'll back get some on the stuff. horse. Yeah, we just got Batman Eternal Volume Two. Have you read that? I didn't like Batman Eternal Volume One. It was long. Anytime it, right? we also got uh, Flash Rebirth. Have you read Rebirth? Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. One. But the problem with the Batman Eternal One yeah. was that I looked at it. I'm like, this looks like it's going to have Professor Pig in it. And as soon as I opened it up, there was Professor Pig, uh, and I do not care for Professor. Pig. No, I don't. He was all of a sudden. It was like Professor Pig was showing up. Yeah, Professor it. Pig, Dollmaker. I guess props to them for not just doing another Joker story, but Professor yeah. Pig. It's ugh. just so. It's just gross. It is gross. I don't like the push to make Batman villains like. It's fun when they're like psychologically disturbed yeah. and kind of scary. It's fun. <laughs> but when they're just like gross. Yeah. When they're just in vats of pig guts. Whoa. Isn't that what Professor Pig does? It just hangs really out in a pig tub? I don't really know Professor Pig's deal. <laughs> All right. But. All we know is he was a professor yeah. of pigs. Yeah. I mean, he has his doctorate, I think. So. <laughs> his doctorate yeah. of swine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're no doctor, you swine. Actually. <laughs> Funny you should mention it, Batman. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll try to get a... <laughs> Paul Giamatti is Professor Pig. You ready for some book news? Am I ever. Do you want to start? Should I start? I can well, never decide who's going to start this. Yeah, I guess it's always you. December's not a big, uh, not a big publication time, so I've got a few. I'm just going to mention two today, two that seem interesting to me. Yeah, um, we've got coming out December first. Uh, we have Commander in Chief, which is written by Mark Greeny, but it's a continuation of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Oh, series. okay. So, so this you. is Jack Ryan number eleven. I'm just continuing on with the new author. Have you so. read a lot of Tom Clancy? No, I read The Hunt for Red October. And I liked it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I'll ever be able to... His writing is, is so dense. Uh-huh. You know, I felt like with that one, it was like 600 pages, and there was like 200 pages of like great story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people could really like get into that. Yeah, some people, like, all world, they read is Tom Clancy. You know, and there's definitely something there. I mean, Hunt for Red October was very like yeah. exciting, but it yeah. just... I don't know. The movie They're, is pretty exciting. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. That's all. Yeah. They're, they're denser than yeah. I tend to like them. but So that's coming out in December. I know people will be excited about that. Uh, another one we have coming out December 8th uh, by Dean Koontz. Okay, author cool. Author of the, the Odd Thomas series mm-hmm. and other things like that. But uh, this one is called Ashley Bell. It actually sounds really interesting to me. It's about this woman who is told, like, you're definitely going to die. You know, you have this disease, you're done. Right. And she has this miraculous recovery. Uh-huh. And, like, nobody, it makes no sense how she's mm. recovered. And, and some mysterious person tells her that she was saved in order to save 
this Ashley Bell. She doesn't know who that is. Right. And so she becomes like obsessed with figuring that out and finding this girl and figuring out how she's supposed to save her. So I think it's a really it's a really interesting premise for a book. Okay. And the early reviews are great. The Kirkus reviews are really strong mm-hmm. for it. Um, really strong. So I didn't like Autonomous so much, but I it's the only Coons I've read and I've heard that uh, it's different from his other things. So I think I'm actually going to check this one out. But okay. that's coming December 8th. So I'll stop with just those two for now because I don't want to... All right. Well, that's fine because I've got a lot of this book news. Oh, no. This I'm title, just, I'm just going to throw it at you. Okay, I'm just going to put my feet up and lean back. I think this is the only nonfiction I have. This okay. is all... These are all books coming out September 29th. Okay. The week of September 29th. Coming up soon. Cabin Porn. Inspiration Ooh, for your quiet place somewhere. It's a book about cabins. Okay. And how to make your cabin... A quiet place, a nice place to be, you know, in the woods, in the uh, forest and everything. So, and yeah, nothing says nice and homey like the word porn. Yeah, I know. I don't, a lot of it's like, a lot of the pictures on Amazon are just cabins exterior. Just like, like the look of cabins. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're all cabins in the, you know, like surrounded by green and sure. like. Uh, rivers and stuff. Things that so, cabins are usually. Yeah, if, if you're into uh, making your <laughs> your summer cabin really nice, Cabin Porn. Yeah. By Zach Klein. Oh. Oh, and Noah Kalina was oh. a photographer. Okay. These are all fictions. Ready? Yep. The Cinder Spires, The Aeronauts Windless. Pass. By Jim Butcher. Oh. Is September a, 29th. Is it a Dresden file or just it's a not. standalone? Con- it's a new series. No. Don't yeah, this is book one. Book one. Of his new series. Okay. The series must be called The Cinder Spires. Okay. Yeah, The Cinder Series. Well, we'll have it. So, that's great. That will be coming out. I wonder if that's good. I still need to finish the first book in the Dresden Files. I remember kind of liking it, but yeah. I was in a bad mood on reading it, <laughs> so I didn't think it was fair it's all, to I've, I've read the first book, but that's it. I, I yeah. don't follow it well. You ever read anything else by him? No, that's it. Me either. It's weird, because he's such a, like, a big name. Yeah. You think I would have read something about this. Yeah. Uh, this one is... Wow, there's a lot to describe. I'm not going to describe it. But it looks cool. I think that's a pirate on the cover, but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe you are. Okay. I can't see it. Uh, the Murder House by James Patterson. Oh. And yeah. David Ellis. Wait, what? Yeah. Just kidding. We've done that, <laughs> We've done that bit, too. So yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go down So, that. The Murder House. I remember reading about The Murder House, I, the, the premise and stuff. It sounds good. Yeah, it's uh, the, the cover is just a house on a cliff by the ocean. Okay. House so, porn. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> so the murder house. Yeah. All you James Patterson and whoever and, he writes with fans. Yeah. <laughs> All you fans of James Patterson's ghostwriters. <laughs> uh, I haven't read anything by this author, but after you, a novel by Jojo Moyes. Oh, you know a lot of her stuff has looked intriguing to me, and I, I've always like it's, they're on my lists of to read. Right, I haven't yet. I mean, before you, yeah. One plus one, mm-hmm. the girl you left behind. Yeah, that's the one that I thought sounded really cool. Okay. Yeah, she's got a lot. Well, here you go. She's got a new one coming out. Okay. A Song of Shadows, a Charlie Parker thriller by John Connolly. It looks like the Third Reich is on the cover. Okay. So it's about Nazism. <laughs> is that how you say it, Nazism? I, I mean, it is now. I think huh. that's, yep. You, I've never read anything by this author, but maybe you have. You can tell me. Uh, the Heart Goes Last, a novel. By Margaret Atwood. No, I haven't read Margaret Atwood. Okay, doesn't she writes like every now and then she writes some sci-fi? A too. lot of a lot of her stuff is kind of borderline. Like, do we put it in sci-fi? Do we right. not? Okay, yeah. she's got a lot of stuff that looks um, intriguing to me, but no, I haven't picked one up yet. Okay. What is this one called? This one is called "The Heart Goes Last." Oh. 
I don't know if it's also going to be the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's not part of a series or anything. Let's see what Amazon's putting it under. All right. No, I guess Amazon's not even categorizing it. No. Like, your guess is yeah, I mean, as good as ours. We don't know. We don't know. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll see. Iris Johansson has a new book coming out, Shadow Play, an Eve Duncan novel. Oh, it's been several years, I think, since the last Eve Duncan. Has it? Maybe two years or so. Well, this doesn't tell me which uh, which volume this is, so I can't I couldn't tell you how many. I, yeah, been. I think it has been a while. I read one of those, and it was okay. Not really my type of book, but it was enjoyable. I finished it. Okay. Yeah. Last one I have, so you can relax. Okay. Pretty Girls, a novel by Karen Slaughter. Oh, I haven't read Karen Slaughter. Oh man, I know we've got a branch. Maybe just you. Yeah. I'm, I don't. Yeah. Pretty girls. Uh, looks like there's a heart locket yeah. sinking in the water. Yeah. But you can kind of see some sun at the very top. Yeah. I don't know. Looks sad. I, th- I have more experience with pretty girls than you do, so maybe, wow. maybe I should be the one to. Okay. To so I don't. I don't get what class. Why you put a novel anywhere? Why? Why yeah. there's the title and then a novel? Yeah, you're oddly fixated on that. I don't know. Huh? Am I? I don't know. You mentioned it a couple of times. I never well, really thought just, about it. Yeah. I, I guess is it because. But it's not like any other books do that. Some do. I don't think it's only when it's part of a series. I mean, people who don't write series use that. I just don't get... Listeners, if you know why yeah, they put us. a novel in front of some books and not others, yeah. let us know. We'd love to hear. <laughs> Would you? That was, that was my book news. Yeah, we did it. Wow. That, was, that felt pretty quick. I know. Well, usually you have like 150. That time it was like seven. I, I was seven. It was yeah. a seven exactly. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. Um, do you think I'm some sort of numbers genius? No. Am I like Rain Man? No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. You understand, though, that if I'm Rain Man, that puts you in the Tom Cruise role. <gasps> so. Oh, I don't know if I can say you're Rain Man and still get Tom Cruise's career. Yeah. I don't know if I want Tom Cruise's career. Sure you do. We've already covered it. It's, it's a good career. Yeah. It's a good, solid career. Do I, if I have Tom Cruise's career, do I also have to have Tom Cruise's oh, life? They go hand in hand, yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to decide now. Okay. You definitely, definitely don't have to decide now. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Bringing it back. Thank you. All right. So what do we have up next? I mean, that was book news. That was bookmark. I guess it's our author spotlight. Yeah. I wonder if the listeners at home can guess yeah, who our who? author... Which, which author? An author who's been in our minds lately. <laughs> she's a lady. Yeah, she is a lady. She's prolific. Yeah, she is. Do you think she's... Is she coming to the library? Uh, is she well, coming to the David A. Howe Public Library? Well, an author of that stature? I don't know, <laughs> Eric. I, I could... Oh, wait a minute. Yes, she is, Eric. All right. Joyce Carol Oates. That's right. You were right, audience. Come on it's down. Joyce Carol Oates. I mean, she's not. She's not here yet. Yeah, she's not. She'll be here very soon. Yeah, she's but not going to be on the podcast. She won't be. Well, really? No, she definitely, oh. <laughs> she definitely won't be. Yeah. but I guess we're not high enough on the, uh, the podcast standings yeah, to no, do that. No. Listeners, you could change that. Just go to iTunes and give us... Yeah, five star ratings. Like yeah, crazy. tweet Joyce Carol Oates. Tell her to join all the books. Yeah, she could be our third co-host. Oh. Yeah, she could be our third. Whatever. <laughs> she could be our third co-host. Yeah, <laughs> three's all right. company. You know what? Yeah, like a three's <laughs> yeah. company vibe. Uh, Speaking of three's company, yeah, let's if, let's if please. If we're going to do, let's talk about three's company <laughs> yeah, right. for a minute. Who's your favorite blonde roommate? Write to us at. <sighs> Who's the third one? Uh, she was oh. the nurse. Yeah, yeah. I always forget her name. Um, it's Chrissy, and then it's. Joyce? No, Joyce was... No, Joyce DeWitt is, is Janet. Yeah. Terry. Terry. Terry, yes. Terry the nurse, Priscilla Barnes. Yep. Yep. I like Terry a lot. I like Terry. Yeah, I liked Cindy in the middle. Cindy was like the... Yeah, know, she was like cousin. a tomboy kind yeah. of... Yeah. 
I remember she was yeah. always wearing like ranch pants That's and everything. <laughs> Let's agree that we both love Larry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Furley or Roper, though. That's that's the question of the ages. Yeah. You know. I don't, I don't know. know. They're both they're both good. They, yeah, they both have their qualities. So again, David A. The all the books cannot yeah. make an official stand on. No, at this time not. we're not comfortable to call this for Furleys or Ropers. Yeah. But <laughs> we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. But speaking of Three's Company. Now, we're doing our Joyce Carol Oates author spotlight. I, want to, I can't wait to see the, how these connect. The two of us could do it, but I think we got to bring in the big guns for the Joyce Carol Oates talk. How's this Three's Company? Because it'll be the three of us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought... No, I mean, I get to be Jack, obviously. Oh, so I'm Larry? Yeah, you, you can be Larry. Okay. Well, yeah, well, see, I thought when you talking about it be like Three's Company, like I would mishear you, oh, you off doing some yeah. shenanigans and then yeah. I would tell somebody and they'd be right. like, what? And we'd and be trying to figure out what... would come together yeah, in the end. I'd yeah. fall over like a couch or right. two. Yeah. <laughs> You'd fall through the ceiling yeah. maybe. Yeah. Is there ever a good like falling through the ceiling scene in Three's Company? It seems like a couch should fall through a ceiling at some point. He trips on the couch. Yeah. Couch falls through the ceiling. Jack would totally sell it, though. Yeah, He'd be he like, would. oh, hey, Mr. Roper, we just came down to play cards with you guys. And Roper would like, well, next time, use the door. And Ro- well, that was Furley. That was more Furley. Uh-huh. Roper, Roper would, like, look to a camera. You know, and be like, geez, he's falling for me. <laughs> oh, Stanley. You know, that would be the whole. All right. Okay. Can we at least say that my Furley was a pretty good Furley? It was a solid Furley. I mean, you <laughs> called him Roper, but. I'm sorry. You can't do a good Furley without an ascot. Is the thing. <laughs> so, do you want to start a Three's Company podcast with me? Right because now, I'm really what would we this. call it? Two's because there's just two of oh, us. Two's company. Two's company on Three's Company. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. All right, listeners, oh if you boy. if you would subscribe to our <laughs> yeah. Three's Company podcast, Give us a call. We would just go through every single episode. All right. Well, I am going to go get our director Michelle Lavoie to come in here. The director of the David A. Hale Public Library. That's right. Can the we get one her? And only. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go find out. Okay. I guess I'll set this up. Yeah. All right, should I just be playing the Three's Company soundtrack? Yeah, you could. Come on, knock on a door. Okay, well, for this week, we're doing an author spotlight on Surprise, Surprise, Joyce Carol Oates. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so joining us, our first guest yeah. on the All the Books podcast we have here is the library director, Michelle Lavoie. Say hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the only real author spotlight we've done so far is Michael Crichton. That's right. Yeah, we did Michael Crichton, and then we did the... Um, Young Adult Spotlight. Yeah. So this week we're talking about uh, Joyce Carol Oates, author of Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The magic of that. We didn't even plan that. Yeah. Oh, man. We should bottle that. Yeah. She didn't write Jurassic Park. She didn't. She didn't. But I bet she could make some good dino fiction <laughs> if she really said it. Delve into its inner psyche. Yeah, she could. <laughs> she could. Okay. No. So. Author of too many books to list yeah in this one podcast yeah well so. you looked always over 100 i think yeah i think about 80 actual novels and uh-huh. then books of short stories yeah and, she has yeah. plays yeah. she has poetry yeah. she has memoirs she has her, her picture journals books. yeah picture books, books yeah. yeah her journals are published <laughs> yeah um well i guess we could just start by um i'll just say that the first book that i ever read by her quite a quite a long time ago was freaky green eyes which we've talked a little bit about before but that's a that's a young adult book that follows a girl who it's kind of in an abusive situation, and everything's from her perspective, so you don't really know what's going on. Um, it was a good introduction to her writing for me because it was, um, being being a young adult book, it had a much easier kind of entry point because some of her books are really, they're challenging, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, a, that was a good start. Now, you read Freaky Green Eyes, Eric. I read Freaky Green Eyes. It was yeah. the first uh, Joyce Carol's book I've ever read, too. It was... Uh, and it was a book club pick too. Yeah, and it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was a little 
I told you this before. Yeah, we disagree and, on this because yeah. Eric finds the, finds it to be dark. Michelle, have you read Freaky Friday? I have not. No. All right, I I find at the end she kind of tries to write it so that you felt a little picked up by the ending and everything. But I felt the darkness won a little like. The light didn't win out enough in the end. I thought it was too dark, and Nick doesn't agree. No, I don't. I, think... um, I just felt like the uh, the villains of the story that they were didn't get their comeuppance I enough. Suppose, I know what you're saying. I mean, it, it, it's so. kind of a realistic ending where you really want you want punishment. Mm-hmm. You want yeah. them to be like, "Oh, what have I done?" Yeah, you know, and you don't you don't get the whole nice package. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying there, but I do think that like. You know, it, it ends with kind of a fresh start, which is actually it's kind of rare for the books of hers that I've read. Really? You See, I, I find that to be a kind of a common theme oh, in many of her books. And it's not always convincing, but yeah. I find that at the end, she, especially with some of her stronger female protagonists, yeah. that somehow, you know, they will have uh, emerged out of the most hellish nightmare mm-hmm. scenarios. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're supposed to believe at that point that they're going to be able to make a fresh start of it. Yeah. So. Well, this, I guess the, the difference with this one for me was a lot of times you get maybe just like a concluding paragraph that mm-hmm. implies that hope. Freaky Green Eyes went a step farther and had, uh, I think it was even an epilogue. Yeah. It really it was... kind of explained the whole situation. Hmm. So she went farther than I think she would have had it been an adult book. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just harder because I'm so much into like genre fiction where the bad guys are really, really bad yeah. and the good guys are <laughs> yeah. a little bit better. And so, you know... Yeah, well, it there, there's more definitive ending, so yeah, I don't it know. wasn't a it wasn't a clean. I mean, e- even the people who, you know, when you're looking at the two parents, even some of the people who are, who are kind of the victims of the thing, it, it raises some questions about yeah. you know their responsibilities and everything. It was, it was a good read. Yeah, it, it brought up a lot of emotion. I've realized I. I didn't feel uh, that bad for some of the victims. Yeah. I was just like, well, get out. Yeah, right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. But she wrote, she said she wrote it. And I, I was, think she really did that intentionally. Yeah. I think she made that. I was reading it. She said she wrote it to comment on the sensationalism of um, the media around oh. that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. she was writing about how the O.J. trial, yeah. the O.J. Simpson trial, like all it was was just news, news all the time. Right. And about nothing at all sometimes. And it was just, at a certain point, it's just the media now speculating. Yeah. And are like, well, what could this mean? It's not, anymore, it's not facts anymore. It's just, yeah, and that's the dad... The dad, who's sort of the villain of the book, is a, a well-known sportscaster. Yeah. So, so he's, he's a little bit of a celebrity. So there. she gets into that theme in a number of her books yeah. about uh-huh. how the media has the capacity yeah. to yeah. blow things out of proportion and yeah. destroy people's yeah. lives. Well, that's uh, it's it's an, it's similar to um, we read a book here for the book club last year called Broke Heart Blues, which was all. I mean, the whole that whole book was sensationalism. You know, it was there was this kind of mysterious family and this cool son, and the whole town just was like he was the Fonzie of this whole town. You know, <laughs> and you saw it from all these different perspectives, and people just it was clear that they knew nothing about these people, and they mm-hmm. just took whatever their imaginations were, and they put these things on them, and it just became this huge crazy thing. Uh, Brokart Blues was kind of interesting because it it almost. I guess maybe I would even call it a farce because it goes so far um, in that direction, which was it was very different from anything else that I read of hers. But Michelle, what was your first book? Uh, my first one was Mud Woman. Mud Woman. Yes. Oh, no, and, I, you haven't read that, Eric. I haven't read I, Mud Woman. I, I read now, Mud have, Woman. have you read any of her adult books? I haven't read any of her adult stuff. Her, okay. her teen stuff so far has been enough. <laughs> yeah. Dark enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think you could have chosen a darker, crazier yeah, one. Boy, Mud Woman is a um, trip. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And, and I actually listened to the audiobook version of mm-hmm. it, which I think in some ways made it more powerful yeah. because the narrator was able to really um, 
you know, uh, bring out some of the more psychological uh, parts of it in a, in a way that added to it with the way that yeah. the pacing of the reading. And um, I found myself, and actually it might not have been a good idea that I was reading it while I was driving because I, I found at certain times that I felt like I was going crazy yeah. along with the character, <laughs> yeah. and it was really, really disturbing. We should also say it's not good to read and drive at the same time yeah. in any situation. <laughs> no, that's, that's not good. <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, we talked about this a little a couple episodes ago, but um, that I had a similar experience reading Jack of Spades. It has a similar kind of thing where where the the way that she describes these people just slowly unhinging mm-hmm. is just so realistic. She's that very it's good like, at that. It's it's funny because when you were carries just, you away when you were describing Jack of Spades. The reason I kept confusing it with um, Hearts, and Atlantis. Hearts of Atlantis is because yeah. when you describe Jack of Spades, it sounded like a Stephen King book. Yeah, well, I think that was intentional. Although the Jack of Spades follows an author who is, in the book, he's referred to as the gentleman Stephen King, whatever right. that means. Mm-hmm. But I think it was kind of a take on the yeah. uh, on, a, on a Stephen King type story. Okay. But it did. It reminded me of Mud Woman in that way because it was so like that's the one that gave me a nightmare. It's like oh. the only book oh, really? I've ever read that like <laughs> I had a dream about this character because it just it sunk so deep into my mind because it was just so realistic. Mud Woman is one of um, it's. Uh, it's this. It's a common theme I, I've noticed in a lot of her books. This dual nature, mm-hmm. you know, because that one is split between um, what is her name, M. R. Newkirchen, yes, right? Yeah. Is, the, is the character's name, yeah. and and you you know you hear things from her perspective, and then you have the mud woman perspective, right. you know, and that's that happens in Freaky Green Eyes. Yeah, you have Francesca as the character's name. Yeah, but she kind of when she when she needs to be stronger, she refers to herself as Freaky Green Eyes. Hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. in Big Mouth Ugly Girl. Yeah, whenever the main character is is on a rampage or something, she's Ugly Girl. Yeah, Ugly Girl's at it again. Yeah, and, fiery red. Yeah, Ugly Girl, feeling great. Yeah. So yeah. So that whole that whole dual thing was present in in Mud Woman mm-hmm. too, which is and you also have um, the unreliable narrator in Mud Woman. Because, you know, I spent half the time not knowing. Right, right. Is what she's saying, is this really happening? And that was, I think that was the whole point, was you were supposed to become unhinged along with the narrator, wondering what's really happening. And You just just never know if if the events are happening as she's Mm -hmm. describing them or if that's just her brain, like, processing what she's experiencing. And it was was really effective. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at reviews of Mud Woman, they're really split because... You know, I think there's valid criticism that it is kind of difficult to follow, mm-hmm. but that's the point. But that is you know? the point. So if you, can, exactly. if you can get on board with that, I think it's enjoyable. If you can't yeah. and you spend the whole time trying to make sense of it, it's not going to work. And, and I, I felt like at first I, and I find myself sort of annoyed with this aspect of her writing, and I, I would suppose academics probably don't, but where she gets too much into the whole academic speak and, yeah. and the discussions that take place on sort of a higher plane and yeah. in the walls of academia. But she, I think that was effective in Mud Woman because it helps you to see her yeah. start to unravel as a character because she starts off as this very strong university president yeah. who has a grasp of all of these topics yeah. and the ability to be very smooth with, you know, people who are coming in, potential mm-hmm. donors. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, you know, she's smearing her face with lipstick yeah. and showing up at board meetings and freaking everyone yeah. out and losing her grasp on, on the, all of this. I remember early on in that book, because it starts, it's very straightforward when it starts. You know, here's this college president going to give, um, she's going to Cornell. <laughs> right. She's doing a, a commencement speech at Cornell. And it starts very just straight. You know, here's this woman traveling, this, you know, and then 
all of a sudden you're just like, what is happening? Right. She's going crazy, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of both gradual and then also like, whoa, jarring because it, it, she sneaks it in there. You right. Know? It's, yeah, that the, was an how, the, how her memories of this landscape yeah. start to trigger. Yeah, yeah this childhood. Yeah, trauma. I don't think you would like Mud Woman. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think that's. Well, I, t- I told you I was reading Stranger on the Train. And yeah, it like ruined my weekend. Yeah, that was too- <laughs> so. Yeah. But if you thought Mud Woman was upsetting, I would not recommend Daddy Love. <laughs> oh, you know, I picked that up, and we have it on audio. I was going to listen to it on my commute. And I read the synopsis and was like, I don't think I can yeah. handle this. I, I, she really, in that book, um, I, I think that she just wants to explore on some level the most heinous crimes and try to get at something yeah. and try to understand how could somebody perpetrate something like this. And then yeah. also at the same time trying to examine how it affects the victim. And I, I can't help but when I read this to wonder or read her books that delve into those really you know creepy topics if she's trying to find a way to cope with them Mm -hmm. you know on some level that maybe she hears about these terrible things in the media Mm -hmm. and her way of sort of coping with that is Mm -hmm. to write about it and to try to get into the psychology of these people yeah that makes sense i've read a couple different books of hers that i that i sort of felt like she got this kind of nugget of a thought and just wanted to explore it and it sounds like maybe that's the case with Daddy Love. But yeah, yeah I couldn't yeah. do it. No. I, I know. It's a very upsetting no. book. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't handle it. I read, um, I read one called What I Live For. It was just interesting to see her write a man as a primary character. because it, I mean, She does it a little bit. Like in Little Bird of Heaven, she follows okay. two protagonists. Okay. Yes, and one is, uh, in fact, it's kind of an interesting book in where she's following multiple characters uh, who are all affected by a single crime. Mm-hmm. And um, again, she examines um, both sides, the family that's accused of, of a murder and the family that has actually experienced the murder, and then the role of the media and okay. all of this. But all yeah, right. and the two main protagonists, one is a, a young female character and one is a young okay. male character. All right. So yeah, and I thought she was very effective. Did you like Little Bird of Heaven? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very good. I mean, I, that's where I think I really discovered her, um, what I consider an amazing ability to get into the minds of of people who who live in really unfortunate circumstances. Um, She's able to sort of go into these rural areas and imagine herself as somebody who grew up in an impoverished family and has never really had any access to anything. And she does it in the most convincing way. And Mm -hmm. I I think I came to a better understanding of that when I learned that she works with prisoners and and talks with them. And I think that really has a big effect on how she's able to. Yeah. Oh, she just, she released that anthology earlier this year of, of um, uh, prisoners who written things. Mm-hmm. It was an anthology of, of you know people that she taught. So that and she she dealt deals with that topic a little bit in high crime area too, which is a short story collection. Right, there's, right. there's one where she has not a romantic relationship, but kind of develops this this relationship with a with an inmate That's from right, where yeah. she's teaching. So that that mm-hmm. is an interesting aspect of it for sure. Now. Right now, the the teen book club is Big Mouth Ugly Girl. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting about that? I'm looking at up stuff about Joyce Carol Oates. Uh-huh. She's 77 uh-huh. now. Yeah. She wrote Big Mouth Ugly Girl um, as her first first YA book in 2002. Yeah. So she was like 
what, like oh, 60? Math. Yeah, she, but she was in her 60s when she wrote her first yeah. YA book. And she's written, you know, a few after that. So that's like kind of a late start to start writing yeah. your, your teen fiction. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing with um, that, too, when we had a letter when we were talking last week saying how, how impressed uh, they were with the fact yeah. that she could write in a teenage voice. Mm-hmm. And she really does. Yeah. I think even more than Freaky Green Eyes, Big Mouth Ugly Girl, because it's set in a school. It's, right. um, well, how would you describe the basic plot of that? Uh, somebody mishears one of the the big mouth is the uh, the teen boy of the story. Uh, he talks about blowing up the school as a joke. Uh, some kids report it to the principal, and so he gets you know arrested and everything. It becomes this big controversy. But ugly girl, the uh, the girl, she heard the thing and she explains how it was no big deal and everything. And but he was saying he wouldn't blow up. Right, he's saying he wouldn't and everything. Um, and so that solves things, but. It, the controversy and everything just keeps building, and it, uh, it's just the two of them dealing with the fallout of that. Um, yeah, she's she's one of the few who's willing to come forward and, and stand, like stand yeah. up for him. So she gets mm. kind of a stigma attached to her too, yeah. as if she was. Involved. But it's funny because it is a lot more uh, about like high school life. Yeah. Than yeah, I it's thought, and it's funny reading school. it after Freaky Green Eyes because. I feel like Big Mouth Ugly Girl, when she first wrote it, it was her testing the waters of what she can do with YA yeah. fiction. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. She, you, there were some moments in there, it's like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty rough uh, for teen life yeah. and everything. But by the time she gets to Freaky Green Eyes, you know, it, you kind of feel like she's like, all right, now I'm just going to write what I write <laughs> yeah. for that different grade level. Yeah. Um, I would like, I'd be interested in reading more of her young adult fiction. Yeah, she has a few it, more. Two or, three I, uh, two or three things I forgot to tell you is the one I want to read next. Um, that's her that came out. Yeah, it came out in 2012. And she began writing YA fiction when? 2002 was when 2002. Big Mouth and Ugly Girl okay. came out. So she sort of yeah. knew that that genre was up and coming. Yeah, yeah no, I guess true. she, she uh, timed it well. Yeah. yeah, she did. Well, I think that a lot of what she writes also, though, is it, with her work at Princeton where she's teaching yeah. students of, of writing. So I think that she will experiment herself mm-hmm. in order to be able to, to teach it and to model it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read actually with the book that I really didn't care for very much. I'll take you there. Oh, um, yeah, that I that was that. posited as uh, somebody was saying that they thought that she probably wrote that book to give an example of uh-huh. a first-person narrator yeah. telling the story. Yeah, you actually like that one though, Nick. Well, I or you like the end. Yeah, the the <laughs> end. There's, there's, it's not really a twist, but the, but there's a revelation kind of late on that, that for me changed the purpose of why this character is telling the story because it is a first person. Yeah. And that made me kind of reconsider some things and I, that won me back a little bit. I still wouldn't put it up as one of right. her better books. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't I, love it. I but. felt like it was sort of divided into three parts. Like I, I yeah. enjoyed the beginning because it seemed very autobiographical. The family her, life. her childhood, and, yeah. mm-hmm. yep, and, and you know, that comes into many of her stories and I yeah. thought that was very well told. Uh, her strict German grandparents yeah. and her absent father and her brothers. Uh, and then when she goes on to Syracuse University, I still enjoyed her life in the sorority, yeah, her yeah. attempt at finding sisters, right. her yeah. weird antagonistic relationship with the house mother, the den mother. Um, but then when it gets into the third part where she develops oh. the relationship mm-hmm. with Werner or whatever Werner, his yeah. name, oh, yeah, I really, yeah. I got that, lost. That, I, you're right. She that, became a very pathetic character. That section was, was bad. <laughs> but, it, I mean, that one deals with her, her in this weird relationship with her father and him kind of calling her back in the end. Mm-hmm. And her, her longing for that was, um, you can see that a lot in We Were the Mulvaney's. 
which has a, a similar thing where a daughter's kind of waiting for her dad to, to put out this olive branch and bring her back. And again, that kind of happens in what I read by her called Stolen Heart. So it's funny how you can see these little things that she she approaches some some certain topics from different angles mm-hmm. in different books. Right. You know, right. there's a concept that I think she she's like, well, that's interesting. And she uses multiple books to flesh out like all the possible right. ways to, to use that. So you know that that was kind of a, it was kind of a cool thing to see it in a context of her other books. You know how she tries the other things. Mm-hmm. The Stolen Heart is interesting. That is the it's the first one I read by one of her pseudonyms. She has the Lauren Kelly pseudonym and Rosamund Smith, and both of those tend to be um, I think the Lauren Kelly ones they're a little bit they're more like psychological thrillers almost, and Rosamund Smith is a more suspense novel. Mm-hmm. So the Lauren Kelly called the Stolen heart that I read was one of my favorites by her, but it was very different from other things that I've read. Hmm. Um, knowing that it was Joyce Carol Oates and, and having the, you know, having read other things by her, I could, I could point out things like, oh, there we go. But it was, you know, I could see why she used a pseudonym for it because I, I think it was different enough hmm. to kind of merit that. So that was, it was neat to see that. The one that, that I just finished, we were talking about earlier, the Barons is written by the, the Rosamund Smith name. And that was another one that just was uh, just very different. Uh, and it's, it's, kind of, it's basically a murder mystery at its heart. So we were doing that for the murder mystery book club, the Page Turners In what club. ways would you say it seems so different? Well, it's, you, you can definitely see there, there is the, the concept of that dual nature is there, but it's not, I don't know, it, it was psychological, but almost more on a surface level. Like she never really like, if this was, I think, one of her traditional, like a classic Joyce Carol Oates book, it would have been probably twice as long, and you would have really gotten to understand mm-hmm. the character. You would have known, you know, why these things were happening, why he was behaving this way. And this was kind of everything was on the surface, and you had to kind of just go along with it and try to figure it out. So I think she just she just took a different approach with uh-huh. explaining that character to you. And... I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I think it worked because my wife read that too and we both kind of had the same experience with it that we liked it and then we got to the end and we're just kind of like, I don't even, I'm not sure what happened. Hmm. You know, I'm not sure if this stuff that, that the narrator's telling us is true. You know, if, if there was this relationship that's kind of integral to the plot and you never quite know if it's real or if it's not. So, huh. you know, it, it it was intriguing, but it also left you a little like, okay, but really what happened? Right. You know, so. Although I find that that's the case even in many of her her own books where she uses her own name. I find that the endings oftentimes yeah. just leave you hanging, yeah. wondering. I mean, they're either... Well, Mud Woman, certainly. Yeah, I mean, ending, yeah. yeah, it was sort of anticlimactic. Yeah. And you were sort of waiting for the next terrible thing yeah. to happen. In fact, I'm waiting yeah. for part two. I right. want Mud Woman <laughs> Mud, part the, two. The revenge of Mud Woman. <laughs> but yes, I, I found that with a number of her books where um, the ending is just a letdown in some way, that yeah. you're expecting something much bigger, mm-hmm. a bigger resolution. Well, The Stolen Heart had one of... Well, Jack of Spades has a real strong ending too, but The Stolen Heart, one of the reasons I liked it so much is because the ending was just... It was chilling. It was a it was a complete ending, but it just left you like what? <laughs> you know, it was it was a strong yeah. it was a strong end. I haven't read Blonde, and I would really like to read Blonde. And that had yeah, really yeah. highly critically acclaimed. Yeah, that book, and when, I haven't read it myself. When we had um, when we had Linda Mills Woolsey from Houghton College here last month, 
she talked a little bit about Blonde and just the, the way that, that she approached taking someone who's real, I mean, you know, Marilyn Monroe is a real person, and kind of fictionalizing her, um, her life mm -hmm. is, is just, it's an interesting approach. Kind of like a Nixon Carver. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So, only, hopefully I'm sorry, I have much, to read it. Better. Yeah. I have All right, to read so it. So Michelle's next then. Yeah, she's... <laughs> So that's two checkouts. Great. All right. So we've saved so the Lonely Hearts Book yeah. Club has, has succeeded. Let, let me throw out some uh, JCO facts oh. real quick. Wait, are we going to do a drill? A JCO no, drill? No, no. <laughs> okay. uh, since it's a spotlight. Yeah. Um, like I said, she was 77 because she was born in 1938. Mm -hmm. She started reading really early, and it's, um, her favorite book as a kid, and the one she says it just carried her on the rest of her life, life was uh, Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. She says yeah. that it was love at first sight for her. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and in her early teens, she just read a whole lot of uh, Charlotte Bronte, Emily Bronte. Uh, uh, Dostoevsky. Thank you. William Faulkner, Ernest Hemingway, Henry David Thoreau. So that was all the stuff she was reading as a kid. Uh -huh. Wow. Um, <laughs> but it, it says she started writing when she was 14. Pretty early for her. And then, yeah. Well, her first novel, um, <clears throat> what is that called? The Shuddering Fall, I think. That... That was, how old was she when she wrote that? 26. 26 years old, her first published novel. Yeah. So, and when did them come out? Because that was the one that really got her all the attention. Shuddering Falls was 1969. 1964. And so, yeah, them was 1969. So she would have been 30, 31 when them yeah. came out. So, yeah. She also said that, like, later in life, she uh, got started reading uh, Franz Kafka and D.H. Lawrence, uh, Flannery O'Connor. Mm. And like, that was around, you know, that was when she was in high school. And yeah. She says that stuff influenced her. A lot, and it's very per pervasive in yeah. her in her writing. There's a few lists online about uh, the best Joy Joyce Carol Oates books, or uh, I'd be interested to the, hear uh, the JCO for Dummies uh, <laughs> list. So let's see. This is the Rocky Mountain News. They recommend if you're going to start reading Joyce Carol Oates, they're going to recommend A Garden of Earthly Delights, Them, mm. Wonderland, Blackwater. And Blonde. Okay. Blonde, and it's funny because like most of those are older books, but Blonde is 2000, which I guess is at this point 15 years old. Yeah. But that's the most recent. Um, oh, look at, yeah. Yeah, so Entertainment Weekly did a five must-reads by Joyce Carol Oates. These are, uh, I guess, what they think are the best, so not a place to start, but the, the best. They say you don't have time to read all 117 of her books. They wow, 117. Yeah, they must yeah, be reading Every day the number goes yeah. up. So. so they suggest The Falls. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. I'll Take You There. You've read that one. Oh, yeah. Blonde, <laughs> Blackwater, and Wonderland. I don't know Blackwater. I've never even heard of it. came that out one. in 92. It's a novella. Okay. You know what I'm really surprised to find out <laughs> after reading some of her stuff? She was married for a long time. Yeah. She, she, was, has, a whole, she has a whole um, memoir called Widow's right. Story about her. Yeah. She, she got married in 1961, and she was married to 2008 until he died. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd think that she'd had some horrible, horrible life. But, but when you read about it, it seems it like seem... they were just like one mind, and they would read books together yeah. and everything. So she's coming here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So and she's going to be talking about what's, what's the what's the theme? I don't her, get the title right. It's it's just her use of Western Central New York yeah. in, in her fiction and 
you know, why she... was born in Lockport, New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's such a great topic, really. I mean, we when we first talked about what we would want her to talk about, that came up because it seemed so relevant yeah. to come to a small rural area like ours and talk yeah. about her use of these kinds of settings yeah. and so many of her stories. But it just happens to coincide with the release of her memoirs where she talks about growing yeah. up yeah. in yeah, Western that, New York. So it's just a... It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The tie-in couldn't yeah, be better. Yeah, it's great. I think it's... Yeah, I know we're all looking forward to it. And, and well, you and I, we were driving to pick up my wife, who just had flown back up. Yeah. And we drove through, I can't remember the name of the town. It was the. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's uh, like Chautauqua. Chautauqua yeah, we were, we were driving past there, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is where we are the Mulvaney. We yeah. were the Mulvaney's <laughs> takes yeah. place. Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks yeah. so nice. Yeah, it's, it's set in. I never want to move there now. <laughs> right, in the Chautauqua area. And then when the, when the daughter goes off to live with a relative, it's in Salamanca. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh so, wow! I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. So the, her whole that that whole parallel story is all set there. Oh. So, so the movie so is going to be shown here, right? Yeah, we're showing the movie on um, Monday the twenty eighth at six forty five, and I'm really curious to see how they're going to fit it into a movie because the thing with we were the Mulvaneys is it's you know it's a really we just talked about this in the book club uh, the other day but it's such a great title because it's just it's all about this family, they go through this event, and then they just kind of cease being what they once were, uh -huh. you know. And the way that she does that is by really, really immersing you into their life mm -hmm. and the different, you know, each character, you kind of see their trajectory, what it would have been had nothing happened, you know. And you see, you get to a point where you can almost, you can predict, you know, you, you someone gives you a scenario, you can kind of predict what this character would do in that scenario because you get to know them so well. And that's, I think, the real skill of that novel. So to try to condense that down into a movie, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do it. And, and did, still did you say at one time that she was not real happy with the portrayal of? I read that she that she hasn't been a fan of of the movies. I don't okay. know specifically about Mulvaney's, but um, oh, so there have been other uh, yeah, movie she versions. Did. There's a, there's oh, a movie of okay. Foxfire. Uh, let's see, Vengeance, a love story. Getting smooth, to know you. smooth talk is one. Yeah, that's yeah. based on a short story. Small avalanches. There's never been. I mean, We Were the Mulvaney's even was a was a television movie. I don't think there's ever been a huge oh, okay. like yeah. you know release. Though I do, I think that they're um, right now working on a remake of Foxfire, which is about girl gangs. Oh, uh, okay. So I think that's that's uh, coming out. Hey, we we just talked about this last last podcast, but she won the National Book Award. Yeah. So that was yeah, cool. for them. For I them, think. yeah. Yep. This is 1970. Yeah, she was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize this year for her collection of short stories, Lovely Dark Deep. Well, there you go. So I think that's either her yeah. fourth or fifth yeah, nomination. I think, it's, I think it's up there. Yeah, yeah so... She's got a whole slew of awards. Yeah. So Daddy Love, uh, Mud Woman, and then you have her children's fiction, and it's titled Come Meet Muffin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Where is Little Renard? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. We yeah, and we're going to be we're going to be featuring all these books in story yeah. hours the week. Right. So. Naughty Sherry. Yeah, so you'll get a you'll get a taste of her cat yeah. fiction if you follow her on <laughs> her cat fiction. Yeah, if you follow her on Twitter, it's it's pretty funny. She yeah. has she has a lot like a whole series devoted yeah. to like cat tweets. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty funny. I know whenever I've mentioned that we were going to be doing her in children's story time, people look frightened. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we did it. Yeah, we did our Joyce Carol Oates Spotlight. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah, thanks, thank Michelle. you so much. Right. Thanks for being our first guest. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was an honor. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? We got it. Yeah. We got it on tape. All right, Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> it's an honor to be on this podcast. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> Wasn't she great, guys? <laughs> um, all right, that ends the Joyce Carol Oates 
uh, spotlight. Yeah. Next spotlight we're doing in a couple of weeks, in time for October and Halloween and everything, is going to be Stephen King. Yeah. So, listeners, if you have a favorite Stephen King book, if you have questions about Stephen King or comments about Stephen King, let us know. And we'll save them and we'll read them. Yeah, and really, Eric has this attitude about Stephen King, and I like Stephen King. Yeah. So particularly if you want to, yeah. if you want to help me defend thing, Stephen it, yeah. King, please. Thing is, you though, can send us an email to wellsville at stls.org, or yep. you can send us a tweet at da how library. Yeah. Or put it Facebook, on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, Facebook's fine too. And yeah, we, we'll save them and we'll answer them. The uh, it would just it would be really cool for Stephen King because I won't have too much that I'll I think I'll have read Salem's Lot by then yeah and I've read some of his other stuff we can we can both agree to tear apart the Dark Tower yeah so that'll be that's fun. true oh man maybe well, we should read the, the graphic novel we'll before that too and see yeah, if it's any could. better I picked it up I couldn't do it <laughs> okay so just a preview of what's coming up next yeah also The Martian the same weekend Joyce Carol Oates comes here yeah. October second yeah so maybe we'll talk about that after we see it yeah. So if you've read the book or you're just excited to see the movie, also let us know. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's it. So that's going yeah. to wrap it up for the sixth, sixth, yeah, sixth, the sixth episode. episode of All the Books. And we'll see you next time for seven. And that will be October. Yeah. So that will be yeah. fun. Thanks to our guest, Library Director Michelle Lavoie. Yeah. And all, all our listeners. Yeah, and, and you guys. You guys are our weekly guests. Yeah. We can't, right. we can't feature you. No, we can't. We can't. Really, no. To yeah. talk to all of you, I think would probably be a little too time-consuming. Yeah. it would be tons. Yeah. We couldn't even count the amount of listeners we have. All right, though we do. Was... All right. Uh, all right. Have Good a goodbye, week. everybody. Hopefully, we see you at the Joyce Carol Oates event. Event. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Bye.